0: Welcome to Wine Down on the Peninsula, a podcast series featuring a selection of Mornington Peninsula's most exquisite vineyards and hidden secrets. Beck Davis, local resident and lover of wine, will introduce you to the growers, makers and creators of these amazing wines. She'll capture their stories, share her experiences, give you directions and even offer some suggestions on what to order. Your unforgettable wine journey is about to begin. Brought to you by the Intercontinental Sorrento. Discover wine... Discover Sorrento. Discover Intercontinental Sorrento.
1: Welcome to Crittenden Estate, a genuine family operation with father and founder Gary Crittenden now semi-retired. Son Rollo leads the winemaking and daughter Zoe is the head of marketing. The wine tasting experience occurs in the large home where the Crittenden family once lived. Recently renovated and converted to the stylish, purpose-built Crittenden Wine Centre. The tastings are an experience in itself, a relaxed and in-depth journey of wine. Recently recognised as the winner of the 2023 for Best Pinot Gris Pinot Grigio for the third year in a row, the Crittenden team are showing no signs of slowing down. A sophisticated and modern setup, the feel of Crittenden is welcoming, supported by a professional and friendly team that are clearly just as passionate. Beck chats with both Rolo and Zoe about Crittenden Estate and their incredible story.
2: Rolo, Zoe, I want to thank you for joining us today on this little podcast that we're doing. Thanks, Beck. Really happy to be here. Yeah, thank you. From Crittenden Estate. Magnificent venue, I must say. Thank you. Can you tell our first-time listeners the experience? What is the Crittenden Estate
3: experience?
2: Go
4: for it, Zoe.
3: Yeah, I can, I can answer this one. Rollo can do the more technical wine <laughs> questions. Um, well, we've been here for 40 years, so we really have evolved over that time. But in terms of what a first-time visitor can expect as they're driving down our drive, we are at the foot of Red Hill. So we've got a beautiful kind of maritime um, feel to our vines, but we have a, a, a gorgeous entrance with gums on the right-hand side and the vineyard on the um, on the other side of the driveway as you're driving down. We've renovated our cellar door. We call it the Crittenden Wine Centre. It was actually the home that Rollo um, and I grew up in and we have turned it into a uh, cellar door. We recently then renovated that again so we've got quite a sophisticated and modern setup um it's a beautiful building with you know we've got the polished concrete floors and the the tables and the whole thing overlooks our property's lake um I think from a lot of feedback that people tell us the the feel is really quite uh sophisticated and um you know, but also welcoming. We have a fabulous team who will seat you and, you know, give you the background to the winery and the um, operations here and then take you through our pretty extensive wines. Um, But the other thing that we really focus in upon is catering to all of our guests. So really getting to know you and what your interests are And that way we can tailor the experience and try and find the best wines um, that will suit you. We've got, Mm. you know, generally about 26 wines available. So quite a fair few, which means that, you know, we really need to sort of cherry pick or you know what what your tastes are and and cater to you Mm.
2: one thing i love about your cellar door is that it it isn't just a stand up and pour like a small little shot if you like of tasting it is a sit down experience and it can be so tailored towards that that's that's
3: right and you know we rollo and um i did a lot of research before we so we we converted the house i think it was in yeah it was 2015 so it's been sort of going for eight years and we did a lot of research about how other people sort of even around the globe, you know, it, from South Africa to the Hunter Valley were doing things. And we, you know, we we stumbled upon this um, this experience in a few different places and just went, oh, my gosh, this makes so much sense, mm. like – why would you be standing in a bar when you can <laughs> sit down in comfort and, enjoy, and, yeah. and it's, yeah. it becomes not just a tasting but an experience? Mm. And so, you know, our experience it it takes about forty five minutes to an hour, and it really is quite in depth and and it's educational as well because you know we're really quite passionate about you know wine and 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 helping people to understand wine. I think some people can be a little intimidated about. You know, saying the wrong thing or, mm. or um, you know, but it's really just about, yeah. It's what you enjoy. Yeah, yeah. I think it is um, personalised.
4: A lot of our, as I was saying, a lot of our team. Like we're really big on training and empowering our team to actually engage with our customers. So we, we we know that you know when when people come in, there's a lot. This is a bit different. Um, probably less less so these days. I think COVID helped with a few wineries. Yeah. That come with the uh, the seated tasting model, but our wine team do sort of take the time to get people seated. Talk to them as I was saying about what what wines they're interested in, what they'd mm. drink at home, what a special occasion wine might look like, and then really to tailor a tasting that suits their palate and what what we think would suit their palate and works well and and uh, yeah, so gone are the days where you're standing at a bar, three mm. people deep, reaching over someone's shoulder trying to get a splash of chardonnay in your glass. It's it really becomes a a very sort of you know comfortable and uh, and uh, I guess mm. enjoyable experience now, mm. which is great. Mm.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, we might keep rolling on. With yeah, that yeah, go. Before, go um, for it. Um, just because we are talking about the wines and the experience and, you know, one of the, we all know about Pinocchio, the tale of the Italian tale of Pinocchio, um, but what's Crittenden's Pinocchio story and I know your family has a deep pioneering association with the Italian varieties out here in Australia. Do you want to tell us about that?
4: Yeah for sure. So um, as I said we're second generation so our mum and dad started the, the, the business back in the early 80s and it was I guess dad's passion and love of wine that really took us on the journey that we've been on and so his uh, he, he chose the Mornington Peninsula to grow grapes, did a lot of research on the, the climatic data and thought that this would be really well suited to growing sort of traditional French varieties But during that sort of formative years in the 80s and 90s, Dad also became really passionate about Italian varieties. He had a couple of friends that were importing um, some Italian varieties and these were things like Nebbiolo and Sangiovese that we know now but back then were almost unheard of. And so he started a a range of wines and started to produce them. So he started to engage with people like the Pizzini family up in the King Valley and the Del Zotto's and some other really sort of original or, or early day growers of these varieties and sourcing um, material and and Zoe and I've kept that tradition going. So we're we're really passionate. I mean, we as Zoe said, we make a, a great range of wines. We've got Pinots and Chardonnays and Pinot Gris, which are the mainstays of the Mornington Peninsula. But we also make some Spanish varieties, Tempranillo, and and uh, a, a sparkling sort of spritzy dry white called Saludos. And then of course the Italian varieties, where we're doing Sangiovese and Moscato and Prosecco. So it certainly mm. keeps us very interested and engaged, and uh, and gives us lots to um to present to our visitors.
2: Yeah, now you would find it very difficult to answer this next question. Of all the vineyards, um, that we're asking is, what is your favorite varietal, and what would you pair it with? Because you do have <laughs> such an extensive range.
3: Oh well, well, do the, you have yeah, one? Uh, well, th- we do have an extensive range. However, I think you know we do keep coming back to the to where we hang our hat is the the Pinot Noirs and the Chardonnays um, Mm. and you know which is predominantly what we grow on the estate so um, Rollo can go into a bit more detail about what his favourite is but certainly that is where we put all of our you know not all of our but but a lot of our attention and love into and and the Pinot Noirs and the Chardonnays are you know consistently getting the accolades and reviews and and awards Um, and I've heard you've won an award recently you want to tell us about that yeah well that um well we've won a few different awards um we did particularly well in the um Potential wine show with our Gree taking home the um, Gri Grigio trophy for the third year in a row which was fabulous um, and then we had a, our Cantorong Pinot which got 96 points and was sort of pipped at the post for the trophy and, um, but, and, and then on a broader level we also won um, a, an award uh, which is a recent award called the Alan Antcliffe Award. For our vineyard, and Rollo can explain a little bit more. This kind of could um, lead into a conversation on sustainability, mm. which is something we're incredibly passionate about. But yeah, we 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 won that award that was announced um, at the end of August. Uh, so that was a really great accomplishment because um, there's a there's some great vineyards down here doing wonderful things, mm. and mm. Uh, we were up. We were nominated – it's a biannual award, so every two years we were nominated the year before last and then to win it this year has just been fabulous. But um, the judges in particular were – you know, they were very impressed at our sustainable endeavours, which Rollo can explain a bit more about what specifically we do. Um, in the vineyard and, and in the winery.
4: Yeah, absolutely. So the Ellen Ancliffe Award is an award sponsored by the Meyer family who were the original vignerons on the Mornington Peninsula of the modern era anyway. They planted their vineyard back in the mid-70s and uh, the Meyer family, obviously associated with the, um, the Meyer stores, have been great benefactors and I guess encouraged development in the region and so they sponsored a viticulture award uh, which is a uh, held every two years Um, so it's judged one year and then awarded the following year and um, and really what they're trying to do which I think is a great um, I guess process is encourage excellence in viticulture I think a lot of awards in the wine industry are focused on the product itself Mm. so what's in the bottle Um, but really as we well know you know great wines are made in the vineyard and uh, and I think, as a certainly as a as a nation and as a region, and in particular, I would like to say, as a, as a business, we have put a huge amount of work into our viticultural processes in the last sort of fifteen years. That came as a result of, I guess, realizing that we had some issues from traditional farming using glyphosates and and other sort of chemicals in the vineyard, which was, you know, just the way things were done for so long, and. Uh, we decided uh, on the back of that we sort of saw a drop in quality of some of our wines and we, we worked really hard to resurrect that and that process has really seen us move very much to more to an organic process where we've eradicated synthetic chemicals but beyond that we're reinvesting in our soils with composting and intro cropping and uh, and we've seen, you know, we've really turned, turned the tide and seen this dramatic increase in the quality of our fruit and the health of our vines and the resultant wines that we're producing and um, and... That really has tied in with this award, the Ellen Ancliffe Award. Now, Ellen Ancliffe was a, a, a viticultural consultant who the Maya family had great uh, engagement with uh, back in the sort of 70s and 80s, and hence the, the naming of this award. And, um, and yeah, so it was really nice because it felt like an unforced process going through the judging. It was really beneficial. There were three very um, uh, learned viticulturalists that come to do the judging and it was really just a basis of walking through and talking about what we do and what we don't do and, and on the back of that, um, yeah, we, we ended up receiving this award and, and so it was just a nice accolade to see that we're on, on the right track with our viticultural processes. Mm. So it was, it was great well, you to receive.
2: Re- you really were one of the first down here to adopt those sustainable practices, if you like, and eliminate those chemicals. Yeah
4: yeah so I think so. yeah. I think mm-hmm. um it's great to see that these processor processes are now you know more common than not mm. and really becoming the norm. and 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 I think if you look at the Warnington Peninsula as a viticultural region, the average vineyard size here is about five acres, and this is not a corporatized industry on the in our region. This is, by and large, family-owned and operated with a lot of passion behind it. So we're not here to, you know, try and increase crops to, you know, you know, increase our revenue. And mm. this is a this is a quality race, not a not a financial race. Um, I mean, there is that classic saying that in the in the wine industry, if you want to make a small fortune, you need to start with a large one. I think that's never sort of <laughs> more true than than the Mornington Peninsula. That it's mm. it's not, never going to make people extremely wealthy, and it's a passion project. And and to that end. I think that largely the growers down here will do whatever they can to increase the quality of their wines and minimise the 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 input that they or, the, or the impact that they're having on the environment as well. Mm. And these these two things definitely do go hand in hand.
1: When making your plans to explore the Mornington Peninsula's exquisite vineyards, the ultimate wind-down is undoubtedly staying at the Intercontinental Sorrento. It's just gorgeous. Fill your glass with the best of what Mornington Peninsula has to offer. The stunning Intercontinental Sorrento. With its location in the beautiful coastal village of Sorrento, this fabulous hotel offers an unforgettable blend of heritage and modern comfort. It really is like a journey through time. And with sweeping views of the coastline, this urban retreat is the perfect place to share a day exploring the peninsula's nearby vines. Accommodation options include penthouse suites with private rooftop terraces and bay views, as well as beautifully curated rooms and suites. Spend the afternoon relaxing by the pool and who can resist a cocktail on the veranda at sunset? Book your stay at the Intercontinental Sorrento and indulge like never before. Discover wine. Discover Sorrento. Discover Intercontinental Sorrento. Visit sorrento.intercontinental.com today. Mm. Yeah, now you do have to tell us your wine.
2: Because we did get sidetracked from... Oh, uh, yeah Oh, yes.
4: Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no, look, um, I, I think that um, Zoe's right on the money. You know, I, well, I've got a great love of all sorts of different wines and there's a, certainly a wine for all occasions. Um, but for me, Pinot Noir just has to be... The Pinot Noir is, is the variety that is a labour of love, you know, whether you're working with it in the vineyard, in the winery or having it in the glass with the, with the on the dinner table... It's, it challenges you at every level, and and I feel like you know, it's it's particularly disease resistant. It's challenging to grow. Um, you know, you can always raise the bar with your viticultural processes. You can always be doing something a little bit extra in the winery, or always considering how you can continue to evolve your winemaking process. And to that end, there's nothing more enjoyable that when you do open up a, a nice glass of Pinot, whether it's from our stable or or from another producer, and you see that those you know those stars have aligned, then for me that's a, a very um, pleasurable moment. And and to that end, it would have to be Pinot that, that I do love. Yeah, yeah,
2: as we all do down here on the peninsula. hey? Yeah. <laughs> mm. love our Pinots. Yes, yes, yes. Now the Wine Alliance. Do you want to tell us more about? What members you you can join the Wine Alliance? Of course, it's quite a yeah. Special
3: yeah. We have um, a club that we call our Wine Alliance Club, and this, um, you know, it involves members who want to engage with us a little further than um, simply being repeat visitors. But we've really tailored the club around what we feel would benefit the members and that is you sign up and you get either two or four cases of wine delivered to your door each year and uh, for that you you do get a a small discount we don't generally discount our wines I mean the wine industry you know um, and it's a bit Unlike other industries, we are very particular about, you know, and again, particularly on the Peninsula, not discounting. So a Wine Alliance member is really treated as a VIP. They are eligible to come and have tastings at the wine centre, you know, whenever they like. Plus we've got this gorgeous private tasting room um, that we're sitting in currently mm, and is available to members for their use for themselves and up to 10 guests Um once per year and they you know they really get you could almost call it a masterclass experience where they and some friends can do a really deep dive into a wine tasting and then finally um you know they free delivery there are all sorts of other perks but w- what we're really finding is that the events that we're putting on for members are incredibly well attended in fact we've got our Christmas drinks coming up for them and Overnight, we sort of have just about sold – it's a complimentary um, event, this particular one. Not all of them are, but yeah, it, the tickets are just about gone. So, mm-hmm. people would – we're getting the sense that people really want to come visit us, um, engage with both Rollo and myself and the broader team. I think that's what's so fabulous about being a small winery is it, you know, it sounds a bit cliche, but we – Really are like a family. Yeah.
4: Um, I would have mm. to agree. Like I, I feel that our um, our wine alliance has become, yeah, like a, a friendship circle. You know, we, yeah. we we know them all by name or we certainly um, those who live Maybe nearby. Yeah, but um but we, we know a lot of them by name and they come in and they, they you know, they, they they walk in the door and we greet them and they they you know we already know what they want to taste and what they want to enjoy yeah. and and, it, and it's um yeah, it's a really nice um I guess coming together of wine friends and, and minds and there's always new people being introduced, but mm. yeah, the events in particular, as Zoe says, is they're always uh, really well attended and and you know a really nice communal. It's interesting. A lot of our wine alliance members have formed friendship groups amongst themselves, bookers oh groups, from and they all the want to sit together. And, and yeah, yeah, it's really good to see. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah.
2: that's so beautiful. Yeah. It's such a beautiful story, um, and and wonderful for um, you know, everyone to if they really want to get in and and look at vintages. I think we're the, looking the,
3: at the, the back old there. vintage, this yeah. the old rare seller, Yes, yeah, that we do. Amazing. We um, we added that onto our um, cellar door a few years ago, and it certainly is another perk of the Wine Alliance membership that people have access to museum wines, and and they can have a browse and a look, and mm. yep, yeah. they're available for the members to purchase. Yeah, we have. Yeah. A,
4: I mean, it's, it's, we've got forty years of history that we can draw mm. on, and and. Um, yeah, very early in the, in the, in the piece, we, we realised that that was also a liquid history and we wanted to keep wines aside. So we've done that for a long time now and, um, and now we'd like to bring them out, both at events but also uh, for those who want sort to of delve in and, and dust, some dust dust off some bottles uh, from the cellar to, to add to theirs. Yeah, they're, mm. they're available, which is great. Mm. Oh,
2: wonderful. Yeah. Now, when you're not drinking a crittenden and wine... Pitna and Pinocchio, Los Amanos, What am I missing? Geppetto, um, <laughs> Zalma. Zalma. Cri- well, Criticus, our sort yeah. of um,
3: critic and,
2: yeah. and Grumps.
4: And Grumps, yeah, grumpy. Yeah. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um,
2: What do you enjoy? Is there another particular wine that you like on the Peninsula that you can just share with us? Yeah, that?
4: I, I, um, it's it's funny. Look, I, um, I, they, you get what's known as a cellar palate, and and I think the cellar palate, from my perspective, does sort of lend itself quite quite broadly to the Mornington Peninsula in general and I do love, I do have a regional palette and uh, I certainly love enjoying the wines of my peers. You know, there's so many really good producers down here, whether you're sort of drinking from some of the, the, the bigger known producers like, um, you know, like uh, Montelto or uh, 10 Minutes by Tractor or some of the sort of, you know, lesser known producers, um, you know, that I'm, I, even I'm discovering new gems all the time mm. and, and, you know, there's some some delicious uh, smaller producers like Avani and, um, you know, Oceanate, I mean, probably not, not small mm. by any means, but, um, you know, even... Um, Darren Gaffey at Principia. There's so many good little producers out there and, you you know, and it's fun to go for a drive and, and, yeah, see what's out there. Um, And, you know, I I tend to drink quite a bit of white wine. I I like – I certainly love Chardonnay and some of the fresher, sort of more vibrant Chardonnays, so plenty from around the region. Um, to, to get stuck into and then another little passion of mine at the moment is a variety that isn't even grown in our region but Grenache Blanc is a, um, a variety that I'm really sort of enjoying at the moment so whether we do that one day down the track but yeah um, anything and everything as, as long <laughs> as it's got a bit of quality and a bit of pedigree behind it I think is, is important. yeah so add yeah.
2: to the collection yes.
4: yeah
3: for sure <laughs> and I'll, I'll follow on from that and you know it's so hard to single you know I think we try and definitely explore wines from you know all different producers, particularly down here on the peninsula. But a lovely shout out to a shout out to um, Foxy's as well. We've got mm. this lovely kind of reciprocal relationship with Foxy's, who are just up the road here, where um, my son works there, and a number of our um, our staff members' kids are sort of you know. That's their first job and they're, um, they're washing the dishes and learning to, you know, serve the floor and everything. And then we've also got staff from Foxy's who like to come, uh, who, who work for us as well, which is our one centre manager is,
4: you know. Yeah, Ben, ben Lee. I'm ben sure Lee he's a spy. You yeah, know, we are read him out. It's like, yeah. He's
3: right. Yeah, so anyway, it's, it's just a great sort of... And we always help each other out and I think that's the whole industry down here is just, you know if if we're short staffed you know there've been yeah. occasions that so we've given a bit of a shout
4: out yeah it's it's it is an extremely collaborative industry in this yeah. region. and I think we just all know that we are stronger as a collective than we are as individuals and and we're really not competing necessarily against each other. um we'' we're we're, we're we're producing great Pinot and Chardonnay that that um, is really building a name because of, we are a united front. and uh, mm. that's great to see.
2: We actually have learnt that through these series of podcasts that we've been doing, the the collective um, industry that, mm. that is down here, uh, yeah. you know Montelto with their, Masterclasses
3: with ten minutes by tractor. And, I think you know, everyone offers something a little together. different, mm. which so you know we, mm. we, we don't really see each- we're competitors, but yeah, we can certainly you know if we can't cater for a large group, then we will easily be able to find a, a you know a, a winery that can and be able to outsource mm. to them. Yeah, and it's wonderful to be like that. Oh yeah, completely. yeah. definitely. Yeah. 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 Definitely. And then, not to mention all the distilleries, you know, and we've got some bass and flinders and some great, great. And the ciders that are coming out of the peninsula. Yep,
2: 100%. Yeah. And now, just give us a bit about what you guys like in your off time. Um, What is your ultimate wind down experience? So, what do you like to do with your families in your free time when you're not out in the vineyard?
4: Yeah, well, um, I, I think. Being in the wine industry goes Itch. hand in hand with being a, a bit of a foodie. <laughs> <laughs> and So, um, yeah, so for me, I, I love cooking uh, and uh, and we're so lucky down here that we've got so much great natural produce to draw mm. on. So I love to sort of get out, uh, traipse around, and whether you're going down to Hawks Farm or, you know, Torello or, you know, there's so many uh, great producers down here. So pull together some ingredients uh, and then get back. I'm lucky I've got a wood-fired oven at home, so uh, fire it up and get some friends over and open a few nice wines. Is always a... A, uh, a great experience and if I'm feeling a bit a little bit lazy it's off to one of our great local restaurants so yeah
2: we are truly blessed we, oh we god it's here? just amazing yeah, I yeah. think
4: well, what we've we got 16 chef's hats now in the region yeah. which uh, would be the envy of any any region around Australia and so um, yeah just to, to make use of that and get out and experience some new dining opportunities is, mm. is certainly one of my great passions uh, I don't think my uh, 11 and 13 year old Sons uh, love the weekend traipse around the Huntington <laughs> Peninsula for shopping and eating and whatever. But anyway, they'll, they'll, they'll enjoy it one day. That, yeah, they'll
3: it.
1: <laughs> <exactly. And laughs> one
3: day. It, it's funny. I was just thinking, reflecting upon our childhood growing up because Rollo and I grew up on the peninsula. And, you know, back in the 80s, there just weren't the um, dining um, offerings. And, you know, some of your listeners may... May remember Julius Caesar. I was in just oh. Julius Caesar. Yes. That's where we would go yeah, yeah. every single Friday night. I think it's um, now a pet barn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know that was the sort of go to restaurant, or you know, or you'd have to drive to Melbourne for yeah. a yeah, yeah, a fine dining experience. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god,
2: guys! Thank you so much, Zoe and Rollo. It's been absolutely a fantastic chat to get to know you and this amazing uh, facility that you have here. Um, and hopefully the listeners and the, the visitors will be able to come down.
3: Yeah, yeah well, fantastic. love to welcome them. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks, Awesome. Mick. Thanks, Thank guys. Thank you so
0: much, Beck. Bye. Wine down on the peninsula thanks to Intercontinental Sorrento. Book your stay at the Intercontinental Sorrento and indulge like never before. Discover wine. Discover Sorrento. Discover Intercontinental Sorrento. Visit sorrento.intercontinental.com today.